Will Social Security exist when I retire? You probably heard that Social Security has some problems. They're running some issues where they are eventually not going to be able to pay all the benefits that they've promised. And many people have heard of this to some degree or another. And so we get the question, hey, will Social Security even exist when I retire? Are benefits going to get cut? Am I going to, you know, halfway through my retirement, get my income cut in half? How is all this going to work? Will Social Security continue to exist in the way it is? Or am I going to work my whole life and contribute to it and then have nothing to show for it? And so you may have heard that that Social Security has its problems, and it does. It's got big problems, but luckily there are potential solutions as well. So we want to look at today, what is the problem with Social Security? What problems are it's having? Maybe you've never heard of them, so we want to make sure that we're all on the same page with what exactly the problem is. And then we want to look at some of the potential options for fixing this problem. And so first, you know, as we're looking at the problem, right, first we need to understand how it works. And we're actually doing a whole workshop on how to maximize Social Security in retirement. And that's coming out a week from today. So this is coming out on October 13th. The workshop is on October 20th. So it's the third Thursday of every month we release a new workshop. It's live, 6 p.m. Central uh, online. If you want to, to view it there, you can go to retirementship.com slash workshops. We'll also have links in the description of both podcasts and on YouTube here of where you can go to, to sign up for that and register for that. And if you listen to this after the fact, we will post it later on uh, online so that you can uh, view that. And so if you want to know more about Social Security and how to maximize it, how to get the most out of it, you'll want to do that because there's enough visuals in there in the workshop format um, that we, we had to do it visually. We can't just do it on the podcast. And so sign up for that. Um, but we'll give you a quick rundown just of how Social Security works and, and what is causing this problem with it here. And so first, you probably know all these things, but let's just make sure, right? The way that Social Security works is you have uh, taxes that are withheld from your check and, the, and your employer matches those. It's called FICA, right? Um, or Social Security tax, payroll tax. And they Social Security takes 6.2% of your income. Of, of anything that you earn and your employer matches that as well. So really 12.4% of your annual income is taken out for Social Security. And that's up to $147,000 in 2022, that number just each year. Um, but if you make less than that, then it's 6.2 and, and another 6.2 of all of your income. And that goes into the Social Security Trust Fund. And so we got, you know, everyone who works in the U.S. is getting taxed at this rate. And the thing about Social Security tax, right, is it comes out regardless of how much you make. There's, you know, you get federal and state tax deductions and credits, and there's a lot of people, in fact, most people in the U.S. pay no federal income tax at all because of their credits and deductions and whatnot that they get. But everyone pays Social Security and Medicare tax, everyone, at the same rate up to $147,000 of income. And that all goes into the Social Security Trust Fund. And the income goes in and on the backside, they are paying out those benefits to all the people who are on Social Security in that monthly income that, that gets paid out. And so you have taxes going in one side and, and Social Security benefits going out the other side. And uh, these, you know, these benefits are calculated based on how much you've earned over your lifetime. So on your highest 35 years of earnings, they'll calculate, hey, based on all this, Here's what you'd get at your full retirement age. You can obviously, you know, get less. You claim it earlier. You can get more if you claim it later. Again, we'll cover all that in the Maximizing Social Security workshop. 
Um, but you know, you might be thinking of, and so a lot of people think then that that their social security taxes are like contributions, right? We're contributing to our social security like we contribute to. 401ks and you know you make all these contributions to it and therefore after a certain amount of time then that's how you get your benefits out but it's not quite the way that it works really the 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 taxes that you are paying are funding the people who are currently receiving benefits and by the time you get to retirement it's all the other people who are younger than you who are still working and paying into the system that are funding your retirement and so it's supposed to be a everyone funds everyone else's Retirements, And so even though your benefits are calculated off of what you earned and what you got taxed on, you're not actually saving for yourself. You're, you're contributing for other people. And so there is some in the trust fund. Most of the benefits are paid through ongoing payroll taxes, right? Ongoing Social Security taxes. But there is a problem now, right? Because we had this, this, we had this big funding problem where, you know, when the baby boomers were all working, they had no problem at all funding the retirements and the social security benefits of the silent generation because that i mean that's why we call it the the baby boomer generation right because there's a huge boom of babies and then they all grew up and they all started working and, and earning great incomes and paying a lot in social security taxes and so there was no problem at all funding the generation before them well now all those baby boomers are, are retiring you know and you've probably heard like ten thousand a day are retiring right and we do a lot of work helping people retire and and maximize their social security and all that in my financial planning firm um but, but the problem is that birth rates fell from there, right? And so while we had this huge, you know, it was kind of a, a, a pyramid shape where we had smaller generations before and then larger and larger generations, then that kind of fell off. And so now there are less people paying into Social Security as there will be pay, taking people taking money out. And so this trust fund is starting to go down. It's starting to get depleted. And, you know, more is paid out each year than is taken in. And we we have a problem, right? The Social Security Trust Fund will run out in 2037, necessitating a 24% drop in benefits for anyone who's currently receiving it. So in 2037, like if we don't do anything, everyone who's on Social Security will get a quarter of their income just cut in half overnight. And that that's going to happen. Like we are driving towards a cliff and we will go off the edge if we don't do something. And it's a big problem because Social Security is the bedrock of a lot of people's retirement. Either it's it's a majority of their income or it's a, a big base of that. And so to have a big cut in their benefits will be catastrophic for a lot of people. So we have this coming cliff, right? And, and you know, you probably heard of, of the problems with Social Security. And you may have even read some catastrophizing articles or uh, news reports about it. And so a lot of people really believe that Social Security is completely doomed. The whole thing's going to fall apart. That we're going to be paying into the system forever. And, you know, it's, it's all going to explode and that we'll get nothing at the end. And it's not, it's not that bad. We can fix this problem. And here's, here's, what, here's how to think about it, I think. Right? Imagine that you were traveling in a car and you were traveling 60 miles an hour in a straight line and wild animals are chasing you kind of behind and, and to the sides and, and as long as you keep driving 60 miles, like you're, you're staying ahead of them or whatever, but you can't stop. You can't slow down too much either. Otherwise, you're going to be caught by these wild animals. And so you're driving in a straight line, 60 miles an hour, and 120 miles in front of you is the edge of the Grand Canyon. So in two hours, it's kind of like one of those old math problems that you used to do. You know, Susie is traveling at 60 miles an hour north and Bobby is traveling at 40 miles an hour south. And like, what time will they crash and reach? So it's one of those almost, right? And, and so in two hours, we're going to f- careen off 
the edge of the Grand Canyon and plummet to our deaths. Right? And that's what people are, are screaming about with Social Security. Hey, in two hours, this whole thing is going to blow up. 2037, it's all going to be gone. That's not that far. It's 15 years. Right? And so a lot of people are still going to be on Social Security in 15 years. A lot of people were counting on Social Security 15 years from now. And we're going to die. But if you think about it, right, only if we do nothing. And there's a lot of things we can do between now and careening off that cliff that will slow that down and or fix the problem. Right. And and so maybe one of the solutions is to slow down, because if we slow down to 40 miles an hour, maybe at 40 miles an hour, it's still enough to outpace the wild animals that are chasing us. Um, we can't completely stop. But if we if we reduce it to 40 miles an hour, well, then how long does it take at 40 miles an hour to go 120 miles? Well, it takes three hours. So it gave us a whole and another hour to fix the problem, kicks the can down the road a little bit. What if we adjusted the angle at which we were we were going. We can't do a hard right turn because there's animals on, on the right side that will get us or on the left side, but maybe we can pivot 10, 15, 20 degrees. And if we do that, it lengthens the distance between when we go over the edge of that Grand Canyon. And again, it will give us more time before we plummet to our deaths. And so in the same way that there are things that we can do to slow down the otherwise inevitable demise of, of Social Security. And, and I, I'm kind of using that hyperbolically right it's not a demise again we're looking at a cut in benefits not the whole thing being destroyed but for a lot of people a 25 percent cut is a big deal so we want to look at what are what are some options for fixing social security we, we've we've got time but not a lot of time what can we do in the meantime to do that and part of the thing is right we won't actually take any of these options um for a while because we have bigger problems right now right we still have two hours before we go over that over that cliff and and we've got you know russia and inflation and elections and all these other problems right now and so politically 15 years is a long time and and uh until it becomes a bigger problem we probably won't address it but in the meantime here are the options that we do have for fixing this problem uh number one we could reduce benefits um you know, we could reduce benefits for anyone who's currently receiving Social Security or who will in the future. Either, you know, we can wait and do nothing and then we will have to reduce benefits by 24% in 2037, right? That's the sustainable number. They do this, you know, there's this, this committee, the Security Board of Trustees, Social Security Board of Trustees that does this analysis and they update it every year and say, hey, what do we need to do to fix this? And right now it's currently, you know, in 2037, we'll have to do a 24% cut across the board. And everyone's benefits. And we could do that. We could wait until then. Or if we do it sooner, if we did it now, immediately, it would only be a 13% cut. And the longer we wait to do this, the deeper that we're going to have to cut people's benefits to be able to sustain uh, those benefit payouts. And and so it might be one of those things where, hey, if we do it earlier, it won't be as painful. But if we wait until later, it's going to be very painful. And so that's one option, right? We can reduce Benefits, not do away with them, not cancel them, none of those. We can just reduce them. Um, personally, I don't think this is going to happen, right? This is an option, but I don't think it's going to happen. And, and for one reason, right, which is that retirees vote and they vote more than, than younger people. And they're not going to vote for anyone whose solution is to cut their income that they've worked their whole lives to you know, contribute to and, and that they've, they've counted on. And so anyone whose platform is, hey, I'm going to fix Social Security by cutting, you know, retirees' benefits, they're not going to get any votes. Anyone who eventually, right, when this problem becomes near enough and big enough 
there will be someone, multiple people who will run on a platform where, hey, we're going to fix Social Security by any other means other than cutting benefits. And they'll get enough retirees and near retirees to vote for them and vote for some other option, right? It's just no one's going to win an election on a campaign of cutting uh, cutting benefits. It is an option, and I think everyone is trying to make that not the option we go with. So the next option, number two, is to increase Social Security taxes, all right? They've, they've uh, that, again, that Social Security Board of Trustees in their latest audit uh, said that if we immediately increase the total Social Security tax from 12.4 to 14.4, Right, so both sides, so it'd be 1% each, 1% more from your paycheck, and your employer would have to kick up 1% more as well uh, to be able to pay for those. If, if we did that, a 1% higher Social Security tax for you, then that would be enough to pay for all scheduled Social Security benefits for the next 75 years. Right, so that would that would kick the, that wouldn't fix it, right? Only for the next 75, and then eventually it's going to become a problem down the road, thereabouts, but it would kick the can way down the road. And no one who's currently receiving Social Security benefits is going to be around 75 years from now. And most people who are currently working and contributing to Social Security won't be around 75 years from now. And so that would be a way that basically locks it in and locks in everyone's benefits for anyone who's currently contributing to or living on Social Security. Um, so not a perfect fix, but it would really, really help pay for that. Now, that's this is unpopular, of course, because it's more taxes and nobody likes more taxes. But the thought goes behind that, that people would adjust, right? It's a 1% dip in your income. So if your take-home pay is 2000 bucks, then you're going to have, you know, about 20 bucks subtracted from your your income. And if they say, well, hey, if you can live on $2,000, then you can certainly live on you know, uh, $1,980, right? Or if your take-home pay is 4000 bucks, then you're going to lose 40 bucks uh, per month or per paycheck or or whatever. And so People say that people can and will adjust to that. The other thing that they that they proposed with this, you know, increase in Social Security taxes, like a phase-in, right? You already pay six point two percent of your income, and so they say, hey, if we if we ratchet it up to one percent over a five-year period, zero point two percent per year, like no one's going to notice, especially when you have a slightly variable check going from six point two to six point four percent. Like you're just not going to notice that. And so they, they say, hey, we can we can raise this slightly. It wouldn't be a huge impact on people. And then we can again temp, you know, temporarily fix this problem for 75 years. So that's that's another option uh, that would again probably do have the most impact on 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 increasing the longevity of this program. Uh, the next one, number three, is to eliminate the taxable wage base. So currently one only pays Social Security tax on the first $147,000 of annual income. And that's for each person, not for a household, right? So you personally, you pay your own Social Security taxes, you know, federal income tax, state income tax, that's on the household. So if you're married and you marry filing jointly and that's how you file, um, you know, you're taxed as a household. But with Social Security taxes, they're for an individual. So anyone in 2022... You know, your tax only up to $147,000. And if you make more than that, anything beyond that, you don't pay that 6.2% and neither does your employer. Or if you're, you're self-employed, you don't pay that full 12.4 anymore. And that number adjusts annually. And that's just what it is for, for 2022. So this number, that 147,000, that's called the taxable wage base. And, and, uh, the, and the way that that's calculated, that when we calculate benefits, that the first $74,000 of, of income that you pay Social Security taxes have a bigger benefit 
increase your future benefit more than the second half of your income, than the, the last 73,000 that, that add up to that 147. Um, only 15% of that second half, that, seven, that, that next $73,000 is actually goes towards building your benefit. So that's why they cut it off. But the, the thought goes that, hey, if we, if we just get rid of that wage base, that upper ceiling limit, then, uh, people will just pay taxes on no matter how much income they make. And they're only going to get credited 15%. So it's going to do a couple things. One, it's going to immediately increase the flows into the trust fund, um, because everyone making over 147 is now going to be paying 6.2% on anything more than that. Plus from the employer, it says 12.4% of all income that's currently above $147,000. Um, but those, but it wouldn't affect the current payouts, right? It would immediately increase the income into the fund. But everyone who's currently on Social Security, they're getting their Social Security again based on what they contributed. And so since they were capped before, if they were or weren't, it doesn't matter, before, like, their benefits have already been calculated. So immediate inflows in, more inflows in, nothing extra going out, which would help build up the fund more and, you know, prolong the, the, uh, the longevity. Um, eventually those people would start collecting, but they wouldn't start collecting as, as much uh, compared to what they were putting in. Cause again, it's not credited as highly, um, at that extra income. Again, we covered a little bit this more. It's again, it's easier to explain on video, which we do in the workshop, um, to make sure that you uh, sign up for that or go watch that after, after it comes out. Uh, so that's one way that would allow it to, to go on. So again, we've got reduced benefits. We've got increased social security tax. We've got eliminate the taxable wage base. And another one would be to delay full retirement age again, right? They already did that. So full retirement age is the age that you can calculate your full social security benefit as calculated by all your income. And it's currently, again, it's 67 for anyone born after 1960, 1960 or beyond. Um, It used to be 65, which is the same age that you can get Medicare, right? So when they first put all this stuff into law, uh, you would get Medicare and Social Security at age 65. And then they ran into funding problems because people were living longer. And so they kicked it out to 66 and then again to 67. And they had phase-out periods for both of those. So you may be listening to this, and if you're in your 60s already, your mid-60s, you know, your Social Security, your full retirement age is like 68 and uh, or 66 and eight months or 66 and 10 months or something like that, depending on that phase out year that you had. So they could do that again, right? They could kick it out to, uh, you know, age 68 or age 69, um, and make that the full retirement age and wouldn't make you necessarily have to work longer to get it. But of course, every year that you take it before your full retirement age, you get a reduction in your benefits. And so it's, it's a way to reduce benefits for future people without really reducing their benefits. It, you know, it, it's a nuance, but they did it, they did it once before, and so they could always do that again. Part of the problem with that, though, is is while they originally increased it because people were living longer, people aren't necessarily living longer anymore. The problem is that the birth rate fell, right? That we don't have as many people being born and and being able to contribute to it as there used to be with the baby boomers. So that wouldn't it wouldn't solve the problem as much as maybe it would hurt people having to work that much longer to do it. But that is an option to delay benefits. And then lastly, you could do any of the above, any or all of the above, portions of any or all of the above, right? We could we could increase the full retirement age by just one year, just to 68, and increase the Social Security tax by half a percent only, not a whole percent, and, you know, reduce current people's benefits by, you know, 5% instead of 24, right? Any combination of all those things would all help. Some are calculated to completely solve it or kick it way out, right? 
solve it for the next 75 years, the next 100 years. Some would just would just kick the can out another 20, 30 years and let the next generation uh, figure it out. And that that's kind of what, how we do things, right? We wait until it becomes a really big problem and then we kick it, the can down the road and let our kids figure it out. Not the best. It's just usually what happens. So we come back to will Social Security exist when I retire? And the answer is yes, right? The the Social Security train is too big. It's too heavy. It's going too fast. And it's been going for too long to cancel it. We can't unwind it. We can't dissolve Social Security. Can't do that. There's too many people depending on it and who are counting on it in the future to be able to just get rid of the program. Right. And, and, you know, whether or not it should be privatized, any of those things, that's way beyond the scope of this episode. Um, but it is going and and people will get it. And and if you've been saving into it, you know, if you're in your 40s and 50s, I think a lot of those people even are wondering if, how much of it they're going to get. Like you're going to get it. Right. You've been paying into it. You'll continue to pay into it and you will get it. Thing is that it either will be reduced or you'll end up paying more for it. Right. One of those two things is going to have to happen unless you will pass away and no longer need Social Security before 2037. Um, everyone else, we're either going to get our benefits reduced a tiny bit compared to how they're calculated now, or we're going to end up paying a little bit more in Social Security taxes um, in order to, to bolster this thing. And so, yes, like for all the people that are worried about there being no Social Security at all, that the benefits are going to get cut in half again, a 24% drop in benefits will solve this problem for 75 years. So they don't need to go to, and nobody listening to this is going to see a 50% drop in, in benefits, right? That's just not going to happen. Um, so rest assured, you will get something, but we're just going to have to make some changes. And again, we're getting close. We, we got time, but we are getting closer and closer to that cliff and we will have to make changes. And those changes will be short-term painful in order to keep this thing going. Um, but they will need to be done. So for more on social security, again, uh, participate in our workshop, right? Go to retirementship.com slash workshops. You can sign up for the Maximizing Social Security Workshop, um, which again is on October 20th. Uh, if you're a retired member, you'll get access to the workbook and you can sign up again for that for free. And that'll help you just go through it a little bit better. Take some good notes, have something that you can take home with you afterwards. So really encourage you to do that. And, you know, social security is a big deal. You know, when you claim it, it might be one of the biggest retirement decisions you make because once you pull that lever, you can't undo that. You're stuck with whatever choice you had. You used to be able to file and suspend and, and kind of do some of these undo things. Those are all gone. Once you claim, you've claimed and there's nothing else you can do about it. So it's really important to know about Social Security, about your options, about ways to to claim it. And so go register or go find that workshop and uh, participate in that. Hope this has been helpful. And yes, you will get Social Security benefits. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership and has a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. 
We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those. Flowcharts to help you make better decisions and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait. So join us now at retiremembership.com where you can click in the link in the description and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.